Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine Missionaries Who Shared the Good News shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. You're listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to season seven of God's Big Story, Matt, and listeners. Hey, Julie. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ben. Ben who? Been hoping I could talk with you. (laughs) Aw, thanks, Matt. You too. I always love talking with you. So, what are we going to talk about this season? Are you ready? Drum roll, please. This season, we're talking all about the church. Listeners, do you go to church? What is your church like? Close your eyes and think about this. How does your church look? Who's there? What colors do you see? Is it hot? Is it cold? What does it smell like? What do you do when you're at church? Who do you look forward to seeing? How does it make you feel to be at church? Mm, I'm closing my eyes. I'm thinking about my church and picturing it in my head. Got it. Me too, me too. I see friends and I hear lots of music. Ooh, I see friends too. And it smells like paper and coffee. But in a strange way, it also feels like home like family. That's really nice, Matt. You know, we've learned that the church is God's family, so it's not super surprising that you feel like you're with family when you go to church. But not everyone feels at home in church, so it's special that you do, Matt. If you go to church, you probably see, hear, or notice some things that you don't totally understand. You might have some questions about church, and we want to help answer them. That's right. Now, we won't be able to cover everything there is to know about church, And your church might be different from ours, but we're going to answer five big questions about church. Today's question is, what is baptism? Next time, we will answer, what is communion? And the last three questions we'll answer this season are, what is a sermon, what is worship, and who is a minister? To help us answer these questions about church, we will, of course, talk with a friend or two and find our answers in God's Word, the Bible. We've already said it, but our first question is, what is baptism? Well, from what I've seen, Matt, baptism is when someone goes underneath the water, then comes back up and voila, or something happens under the water, like magic. Mm, I don't think anything happens, except you get really wet, but nothing magical. I, I think baptism is more like showing that you belong to Jesus. 
It's like a symbol. A symbol, huh? Like a way of showing instead of telling or like a picture? Yeah, sort of. I, I mean, I think anyway. I think baptism is about showing that you belong to God's family. But I have a friend who loves to use symbols to show people what he's about. He is a wilderness explorer. Let's say wilderness explorer together. Wilderness Explorer. Did someone say Will Durness? <laughs> Why? It's our good friend, Will Durness, the Wilderness Explorer. Welcome to the show, Will. Wow, thanks for having me, Julie and Matt. I'm super glad to be here. But just to be clear, once I finish the show, I will officially earn my podcast badge, right? The classic, Will. <laughs> i tell you what, let's just see how things go, okay? Now, hey... I noticed that you're wearing your Explorer uniform today. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen you not wearing your Explorer uniform. So do you wear it like all the time, like even to bed, badges and all? Matt, I have to wear my Explorer uniform all the time. I even wear my Explorer pajamas. Minus the badges, of course. They get a little pokey at night. The badges are more of uh, an accessory. Oh, sure. You wouldn't want to hurt yourself on your badges while you sleep. Okay, but seriously, you wear that uniform all the time? Well, of course. If I don't, how else will people know that I belong to the Explorers? How else will people know I can help them? And how else will people know to give me badges? (laughs) So you might say your Explorer uniform is a symbol which shows that you belong to the Explorers. When you wear your uniform, people know you're a wilderness explorer. Indeedy do, Julie. My uniform shows that I am an explorer, and people know that as an explorer, I am helpful, resourceful, crafty, and responsible. Other explorers know who I am too, and wearing our uniforms help us all follow the explorer rules. But what happens if you're not wearing your uniform? Are you only an explorer if you wear the uniform? If you're not in it, does it mean you can't earn badges or be responsible? No way, Matt. I mean, Will Durness is a responsible, kind, resourceful person who happens to be an explorer. I guess the uniform doesn't make me an explorer, but it does show others what I'm about. And I like that. Well, then it seems to me that your uniform is an outward symbol of something that's true about you on the inside. Julie! That's it. What's What's it? it? Baptism. I get it now. Baptism is an outward symbol of something that's true about you on the inside. You love and trust Jesus on the inside, and so you get baptized to show everyone that you're part of God's family. Whoa. So you're saying that I'm an explorer whether I wear my uniform or not. But the uniform shows others I am an explorer. Well, you know who I think earned his figure out hard stuff badge today? It's you, Matt. (laughs) Yes, thanks for helping us out today, Will. And you know what? As a special thanks, here's your very own podcast badge. Yes! It even has y'all's faces on it. This is so cool. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us and sharing what you know, Will Durness. Of course. I'm happy to help. I hope this helps you learn even more as you hear today's story from the Bible. The Bible's my favorite.
Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It is from God and about God, and it is true. Let's pray and ask God to help us listen and understand his word. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth, and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When Jesus was here on earth, he had a family, parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, and cousins. The Bible tells us about one of Jesus' cousins named John. People called him John the Baptist or John the Baptizer. John was preparing the way for Jesus by teaching others about the coming Messiah and baptizing people in the Jordan River. He would take them to the river, place them under the water, and quickly bring them back up. He did this as a symbol to show that God had forgiven them of their sins. One day, Jesus went down to the Jordan River to see his cousin and asked John to baptize him. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, something amazing happened. The heavens were opened up and the Spirit of God came down from heaven like a dove. And everyone there heard a voice saying, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So we know that Jesus himself was baptized, but lots of other people were as well. After Jesus went back to heaven, his disciples or apostles went around teaching people that Jesus came to save sinners. When they would repent and believe, they would often immediately be baptized. They did this to show everyone their love and trust in Jesus. Baptism is a symbol that shows that a person has been united with Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not what saves you from sin and death, but it is something you do after you have trusted Jesus. That's right, Matt. But did you also know that baptism is a celebration? When someone is baptized, we celebrate that person joining the community of believers. It's an exciting event for everyone. Who should be baptized? Well, baptism is for anyone who loves and trusts Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and has committed to following him forever. Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Baptism is for followers of Jesus Christ. So we know who should be baptized, but why should someone be baptized? When we're baptized, we follow Jesus' example and we show others in the church that we are followers of Jesus and we honor God by obeying Jesus' instructions given to us in the Bible. Let's get an even closer look by reading from the Bible. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. I'll give you a moment to find it. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Remember, it's okay to ask for help if you need it. And if you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
So the reason why you want to do something is really important. You want to do the right thing for the right reason. This is especially true when it comes to obeying God's commands. Our heart and actions need to match. That's right, Julie. We want to have the right motivation when we seek baptism. Whoa, motivation? What does that mean, Matt? Motivation just means the reason why. We talked through the right reasons or motivations to be baptized. But there are also wrong reasons to be baptized. If we don't have the right motivations, then we might make a right choice for the wrong reasons. Some wrong motivations that we might have for getting baptized are things like being afraid that we won't go to heaven if we don't get baptized or that our mom and dad really want us to and they won't be happy or proud of us if we don't. Or my friends or siblings have been baptized and I want to be like them. Or I want to be the center of attention and for people to think that I'm important. Or even something like we think it would be fun to swim at church. Yikes. The bottom line is when we obey God, we want to do the right thing for the right reason. God cares about our hearts. Doing the right thing for the wrong reason is not what pleases God. He wants us to obey him, of course, but he wants us to obey with a heart of faith and love. It is so important that we pay attention to our hearts and figure out what our motivations are so that we can do the right thing for the right reason. The Bible says that in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, that we were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's right, Matt. And that's great news. When God saves someone, it's a miracle. And miracles are worth celebrating. And that's why we celebrate baptisms in church with our church family. Hey, parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery, or a girl who defies death, or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsinthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five Second Fly Through Review. That's right. And our friend Will Durness is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Will. All right. I'm going to ask you five questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everyone. Are you ready? Here Here we we go. go. Okay. Question one. 
True or false, Jesus was baptized by his cousin John. True. True. Correct. Question two, true or false, when someone is baptized, we should celebrate. True. Indeedy do. Question three, true or false, you should get baptized if your friends are. False. That's right, Matt and Julie. Question four, true or false, once I'm baptized, I'm saved. False. False. Baptism doesn't save you. It shows others you already love and trust Jesus. Right again. You guys are really good at this. Last question. Question number five. True or false? When someone is baptized, they go under the water and come back up. True. True. That symbolizes Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Correct. Good job, Matt and Julie. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? Well, we hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, ask someone you know why they got baptized. Ask them to tell you their story. As we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that the church is God's family. Our God is wise, generous, loving, and good, and changing creator, provider, holy, just, and glorious, sovereign, compassionate, and merciful, attentive, and faithful, almighty, worthy, refuge, our deliverer. Our God is wise, generous, loving, and good, and changing creator, provider, holy, just, and glorious. Sovereign, compassionate, and merciful, attentive, and faithful, almighty, worthy, refuge, our deliverer. God is worthy, only He deserves all glory. He is refuge, He is my place of safety, deliverer. He rescues and redeems, we declare, this is our faith, God. Our God is Wise, generous, loving, and good, and changing, creator, provider, holy, just, and glorious, sovereign, compassionate, and merciful, attentive, and faithful, almighty, worthy, refuge, our deliverer, God is Thanks for listening to God's Big Story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. If you'd like to read more about baptism, you can turn to Matthew chapter 28 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. 
Tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again real soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.